Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And if you're just joining us now on your local radio station or your local satellite provider, welcome. After all, this is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, the Exxon Broadcast Network, the Mutual Broadcast Network, and across Europe on Radio X. If you'd like to check us out online, exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And if you'd like to find out what great programming we have for you, 724-365, with our compliments, check us out at www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is a young lady by the name of Deborah Blake, and she is an author. She has written um, a book for the busy witch of today's society entitled Everyday Witchcraft. It's all about creating a spiritual practice in just, uh, listen to this, a few minutes every week. This positive and practical guide to living the craft shows that no matter how busy or hectic life is, even small moments and simple acts can add meaning and depth to your everyday life. Everyday witchcraft is filled with creative ideas and an array of fun, easy ways to connect with the rhythms of the nature, well, not of the nature, of nature, each and every day, not just on Sabbaths or full moons. Joining me now from the beautiful state of New York is my guest this hour, Deborah Blake. And Deborah, welcome to the X Zone. Merry meet. Merry meet. And hello. Deborah, how long have you been in the craft and what was your inspiration for becoming a witch? Well, um, it, in some ways, I'd say my whole life, except I didn't realize there was actually a name for what I was until about, oh, I don't know, 17, 18 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who kept inviting me to these groups she had, and I'm not really a group person, so I kept going, oh, looks like a bunch of weirdos to me, <laughs> and finding <laughs> excuses not to go. Yeah, I know, shocking, but true. Like and like one one. Samhain, what most people would call Halloween, she, she, she sort of tricked me. She said, oh, it's only a few people. We're not doing anything major. Come on over. And so I did. And just a few people turned out to be about 30. And they were all, you know, like hugging me and saying, Merry Meet. And I thought, oh, Lord, this is just weird. And we had a, a lovely feast dinner. Mm-hmm. And then we went out into the woods near her house in a park and cast this magical circle. And she invoked the god and goddess. And all of a sudden, I had this connection 
to something beyond me that I'd never had before. And I suddenly realized that, um, you know, where I had been sort of seeking, I had found where I was supposed to be. Why do you think in today's society, people still, not, not, not the majority of people, but people still look at witchcraft and Wicca through tainted uh, glasses? Uh, in a word, propaganda. Uh, mm. and, and not new propaganda. I mean, the, the Catholic Church, bless their little hearts, right. um, you know, when they came into Europe and essentially took over from the pagans who ran the country, um, they essentially waged this propaganda war in order to be able to move the church in and get rid of the pagan folks. So that was step one. And a lot of that stuff has come down through our society and through the cultures that many people grew up in. Anybody who grew up in a, in a Christian culture, you know, heard some of that stuff, like the, that line from the Bible that is so famous, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Well, technically, if you look at the earliest translations, the word was not witch. The word was evildoer which is a completely different thing, except when uh, King James translated it, i.e. the King James Version of the Bible, which many people have, mm -hmm. he changed that word from evildoer to witch because he had issues with the witchy folks. And so there was that. And then, of course, there's Hollywood. Oh, of course, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I enjoy a lot of Hollywood witch kinds of things, but it's way more fun to make them seem wicked and powerful and, you know, evil than it is to go, oh, yeah, she lives next door, she grows a bunch of herbs and yeah, you know, exactly, right? dances around under the full moon. So, so, you know, it's sort of a combination of all of those things and the fact that people just don't know any better. All right, stand by. We've got to take our first break. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Deborah Blake. Her, uh, her, her website is www. DebraBlakeAuthor.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. 
with my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. and High Priestess and leader of the eclectic group Blue Moon Circle is my guest this hour. Her name is Deborah Blake, and her website is www.deborahblakeauthor.com, and she is the author of Everyday Witchcraft, and that is published by our good friends at Llewellyn. You and I were uh, just talking off air, and, and I told you I love witches, and then you said that you actually did a podcast where the host said he didn't. We well, see, that's the difference between real radio people and podcasters, <laughs> you know, we, yeah, we know what the real story one of those is. Things. I, I could not understand why these folks had invited me onto their show when the guy, uh, literally at the very end of the hour, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they'd asked some crazy questions and some reasonable questions, and I you know, tried to keep an even keel and sure. you know, give them facts. And at the end, one of the two gentlemen who was interviewing me said, "I'm really scared of witches," and I. I bit my tongue mm-hmm. and said, you know, there's nothing to be scared of. But I wanted to say, but why did you invite me on your show, dude? You know, did you did you not get the memo that I was one? You know, I would have... I, I were, you know, I mean, really. See, I would have said, I'm well, if you... completely harmless. If you, if, you, if you think witches aren't real, I know why you're afraid, because tomorrow morning when you wake up in that pond <laughs> behind your house... <laughs> No, well, you know, I, I don't know if he, I mean, he was, I, I, he was genuinely afraid, which, you know, all I could think was, you know, then why have one on your show? And what is it you really thought I was going to do? Honestly, you know, I, I know a lot of witches, needless to say, yeah. and I don't know any of them who do, like, bad, evil, mean, you know, dark magic stuff. I, I do know a couple who um, will use their powers if if they feel there is some real um, wrong, and and mind you, this is not how I go about it. But you know, there are folks like the Budapest, who is a very famous witch, and you know, she and and a bunch of people that she works with hex rapists, and you know, to me, that's you know, that's a, the slippery slope. Um, on that rule of harm none, obviously the people you're looking at have harmed somebody. Well, exa- exactly, but what about the rule that says do unto others? Well, you know, that's that, that's do unto others as you would have them do unto you right. is the rest of it. Right. You want somebody to hex you? You probably don't. So, no, no, but, uh, but um, what I'm saying what I'm saying is if, if, that they're, if they're hexing uh, rapists, 
just by their very act they are they are they are giving permission to have that since they have caused danger and right. harm to and, others. And that's what, you know, the folks who do that sort of thing, you know, that, that kind mm-hmm. of, of sort of, you know, hexing the bad folks, yeah. they, you know, that's sort of their thinking. And I don't necessarily disagree with it. Uh, you know, I think you have to be very careful. It's a slippery slope, yeah. you know, because what if, they're innocent. I mean, in certain cases, you're pretty clear they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have somebody in your witchy circle who you be- know well and believe in, who comes to you and says, this person did such a thing to me. But yeah, for the most part, witches are a bunch of benign men and women who are essentially practicing a nature-based religion yep. and worshiping God and goddess and mostly trying to you know, just get along in their own lives the same way everybody else are. You know, I I get a kick out of the people who say, listen, Rob, you've got witches on your show. They they believe in a a great number of goddess, gods and goddesses. You know, that's heathen. I said, well, wait a second. So do the Hindus, and nobody gets ticked off at them. You know? Yeah, it is sort of funny. There's this very, you know, and, and what... Many of the folks who say such things don't realize is that a lot of their religious practices mm-hmm. are actually based on pagan things. Yep. Uh, you know, Christmas, for instance. Um, you know, you've probably everybody's heard. You know, the the you know carols that talk about the Yuletide Mary yep. and all that stuff. Well, that's based on Yule, which was a pagan is is and was a pagan holiday. That's the winter solstice. Yep. Um, which is celebrated all around the world by many different people. The solstices and the equinoxes are sort of a universal concept. And, you know, it's, you know, okay, we just had Easter. Mm -hmm. Easter eggs, Easter bunnies. They're all pagan. Pagan fertility symbols, which, you know, we're happy to let you folks borrow. Go right ahead. But, you know, if... You know, and and in fact, the holiday name Easter mm-hmm. is based on an, a goddess named Ostara. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I I think you know, and and mind you, I did not until I I came to my own pagan studies, my own Wiccan studies. I didn't know any of this stuff either. So I think a lot of it is just that people don't have the information, which is one of the reasons that I come on shows like this. Uh, you know. It's less to promote myself than to spread knowledge and, you know, hopefully open people's eyes a little bit so that they realize that, you know, witches aren't that scary. You know, and then well, you've got then most, you've got to look most witches aren't that scary. I'm kind of scary. Then you have to look mm-hmm. at the the reality of today's um, industries that pagans actually started hundreds of years ago. For example, the pharmaceutical industry started by by witches. Or what we're cut, you know, the apothecaries. Oh, or, the yeah, herbs. herbalists. Exactly. Basically, yeah. You know, medicine, modern medicine, mm-hmm. things like aspirin, which comes from white willow bark, which Valium. You know, herbal, the herbal wise women mm-hmm. in villages all over, many of which were they weren't Wiccan because Wicca is a new permutation of that, yeah, that's but they preppies. were what you would have called a witch, mm-hmm. um, and and yes, you know, they were using those sort of herbs. St. John's wort, yep. which is now known to be helpful for things like depression. You know, there's a whole lot of medicines that came from herbs and all of those wise people, you know, who were, were practicing that sort of thing a long time ago. As well as uh, organizations that are trying to get society to understand the damage that we're doing to Mother Earth. For example, Greenpeace was founded by a group of pagans. We're everywhere. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, the thing about having a, following a nature-based religion is if you walk your talk, and not everybody does, mm-hmm. but if you walk your talk, then one of the things that you do is you fight for nature. You know, she's, she's, the, she's you know, where we all came from, um, you know, in, unless you, you know, believe that, you know, we all just showed up here, which I, I, you know, I understand. Some people believe that, um, but you know, in general, if we do not, you know, learn to walk a little more lightly on the earth, mm-hmm. we ain't gonna have one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, so so yes, you know, for 
for most of us who follow mm-hmm. this path, you know, the, the, the current state of things is fairly distressing. Tell me about uh, the, um, your eclectic group, the Blue Moon Circle. Blue Moon Circle. Well, we started back in 2004, and we, you know, we've sort of waxed and waned. You know, people have come and gone. Our, the core bunch of people is still there. We've added people. And, you know, and eclectic witchcraft essentially means that you know, rather than following one particular path, which some witches do, for instance, there may be the Dianic witches who worship Diana, the goddess, um, and are predominantly sort of feminist, or the Alexandrian, which, you know, they follow some of the earlier founders. We basically sort of take bits and pieces of things that work for us, and we put them all together, and we don't all necessarily believe exactly the same things in exactly the same ways, but we have enough commonality to practice together, um, you know, and and you know, pretty much have the same belief system as far as our values are concerned. So yes, Blue Moon Circle has been around a long time and is essentially the inspiration for all of my books. Um, you know, that that everyday witchcraft, which is sort of my theme is because we're all busy people. We're all you know, professionals of one sort or another, or quasi-professionals in my case. Um, and, you know, the biggest complaint that I got all along was, you know, how on earth do we manage to fit this spiritual practice into my everyday life? And so I started writing all of these books that basically were suggestions on how to do that. And and honestly, you know, they're they're helpful for me too because it is you know it's it's easy to to lose track of that stuff. Just like you, know, you're going to exercise every day this week. Well, all right, you know, today's Tuesday and I'm tired and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure those things don't happen with you. But you, you want to bet? For, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the imperfect people out there, um, you know, having. Having ways to practice your spiritual beliefs, whatever they are, yeah. um, in you know little little easy to do bits and pieces that you can sneak into the rest of your life, not a bad thing. When you're out uh, meeting people uh, at book signings or just uh, giving talks, and they find out you're a witch, what are some of the comments you hear? <laughs> Well, you know, my, some of them are fine. Many of them are curious. You know, you know I, I get a lot of people who say, oh, you're the first witch I ever met, at which I try not to laugh. And I say, well, probably not. It's just that many of us sort of keep a lower profile, and, and you've probably met plenty of witches. You just didn't, you know, they didn't announce that they were witches. You know, you, you probably have one living within a, you know, a five-mile radius of your house. You just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more out of the broom closet than most because I write these books and I'm out there. Um, every once in a while, I get somebody who literally takes a step back. I had that happen once. It was, it was sort of interesting. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's not catching. It's okay. Um, mostly I get curiosity every once in a while. I get somebody who's a little freaked out, you know, and I just try and calmly explain things to them. Why do you think there's such a, a, a rebirth of, of, uh, curiosity when it comes to witches? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. One of which is I think a lot of people who grew up with, some form of organized religion or another. I grew up Jewish, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm still Jewish. You, you know, you're born Jewish. You're you're still Jewish forever. Yep. Just ask my mother. Um, but you know, people who grew up with these sort of patriarchal religions, especially women, many of them sort of hit this point where they weren't really getting what they needed out of it, or you know, just you knew that the the practice hadn't kept up with the changes you know, in our culture, and so they were looking for something else and they didn't know what, and so they're exploring. They aren't necessarily looking for Wicca, but you know, they're looking at Buddhism and they're looking at you know, various and sundry other things, and so that's one of the things they might look at. And of course, there are you know, 
more things on television and in movies. I mean, you've got, you know, there was Charmed and you know, programs like that. And some of it I do think is that people are becoming more aware of the challenges of the planet and are trying to find ways to connect better. All right, you know, there's, there's, there's something missing. All right, we'll get back to that when we come back from this break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, our guest this hour is Deborah Blake, and her website is www.deborahblakeauthor.com. She's the author of Everyday Witchcraft, and Deborah and I will return on the other side of this news break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I love getting your emails. Don't forget, Exxon at exxonradiotv.com. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen.
Exonation Deborah Blake is our special guest this hour. She is a Wiccan High Priestess and leader of the eclectic group Blue Moon Circle. She manages the Artisans Guild, a not-for-profit artist cooperative shop, and works as a tarot reader and energy energy healer. She regularly contributes to pagan publications, including Llewellyn Annuals, and has an ongoing column in Witches and Pagans magazine. Her website, www.debrablakeauthor.com. What was your inspiration for writing your book, Everyday Witchcraft? Um, I got a lot of letters, or, you know, at this point, messages on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, from people who were fans of my earlier work and who you know, knew me from those sort of things, saying, gee, you know, I, I really love your books, but I don't have time to do full rituals. I don't have a group to practice with. How can I, you know, somehow practice, you know, the craft in the little bits and pieces of time I have because I'm so busy and I have, you know, 14 children and a husband and a dog, you know, or whatever. And I had written a book back in... I think, I think it was 2009, called The Goddesses in the Details, which is far and away the most popular book mm-hmm. I've ever had out, and in fact, my personal favorite. Um, and it was talking about how to integrate your spiritual life with your everyday life. And I, it sort of occurred to me that there were things to add to that, that there were more things to say than I had had to say back then, in part because I'd learned some more. You know, I had figured out some more stuff as I had gone along in my own path. And in part because I'd gotten all of these sort of questions and um, requests from my beloved readers, who are the best people in the world. Uh, and so I came up with, you know, sort of the Goddesses in the Details Part 2, which was Everyday Witchcraft, which is basically trying to answer those questions on how, yeah, how you make a little bit of space to, to walk your talk while still, you know, getting dinner on the table and, and helping your kids with their homework. Besides writing a book, you also have the Everyday Witch Tarot deck. Tell me about yes, that. It, it was very exciting. Um, Llewellyn, you know, they love me. Uh, so a couple of years ago... Wait a I got second, an hold, on here. Hold, that, on, hold on here. Hold on here. I have to ask you, how can anyone not love you? Uh, okay, you got a point there. I know. I um, just want—I just actually, wanted to set the know. record straight. Some of the artists that are in the shop I run might not love me because I'm like yell at them if they do things. All right, I don't yell at them. I scold them <laughs> mildly. I I gently correct their. In, you know, no, I I don't I don't know that there's anyone out there who doesn't see. Yeah, well, there are probably people who don't love me. There there are there are undoubtedly people who sort of look at me and go. She's not my cup of tea, uh, and and yes, that is an odd concept. I, I understand, know, but, I know it's, it's well, mind-boggling. You know, it's it not not everybody likes everybody. I do. So, well, and I like I like most people. Yeah. You have to really work at it to to get on my list of. Not to say that there aren't people who aren't on my <laughs> list. We're we're not going to get into politics here because that would just be bad. But um, but it I would be fine to live with you in Canada. No I'm problem. Just saying. No problem. <laughs> You're just across the lake anyway. Yeah. Well, and you know, I have been in Ontario. I haven't been recently, but it's it's lovely in Ontario. Really, really lovely in Ontario. I used to go visit a place in the Rudeau Lake System. And there were all these beautiful lakes with the French names, mm-hmm. and, and the people that I was traveling with, we went to Bob's Lake. That's right. All those beautiful French names, we ended up at Bob's Lake. But it was a lovely lake. So, <laughs> so the Everyday Witch Tarot, basically, um, you know, I got this email saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, how would you like to write a tarot deck for us? And my first thought was, oh, my God, I'm too busy, because I'm now also doing novels and they're sort of eating my life. Um, and then I thought about it, and I thought, I would have my own tarot deck. How cool is that? I can't say no. And and so you know, what they wanted was something along the lines of what I write in my books, which is practical, everyday, accessible, you know, real-life stuff, but with a little bit of whimsy, you know, something that, that was both serious enough to 
deal with the serious issues that those of us who take tarot you know, earnestly do, but also a little bit more lighthearted. I mean, I do read tarot professionally. I've been doing it for a very long time. And I always try and sort of put the best possible spin on things and remind people that, you know, are worried about getting a bad tarot reading that nothing is written in stone and that a lot of times if something sort of scary comes up in the tarot, it's to give you guidance on maybe how to avoid the scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they, you know, they said, you know, write the, write the book for us that goes with the tarot deck and design the deck. It was a huge, huge project, um, you know, two years in the making pretty My much. Goodness. You know, I, I had to basically for every, there's 78 cards and for each one, I had to write for the illustrator a description of how I wanted the card to look and then come up with, you know, the blurb that would go with it. And I was very fortunate in that they found me the most amazing illustrator. Her name is Elizabeth Alba. And I believe that's just ElizabethAlba.com if people want to go look for her. Um, and she just did the best illustrations. So much fun. We have lots of cats in the deck because I'm a cat person. Um, I mean, it is not required for witches, but... It doesn't hurt. Well, you know what? I've I've been doing this show for 26 years now, and I've had many witches on, and not one witch did not (laughs) own a cat. (laughs) Or was owned by a cat. That's more like it, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm down to three. Which you know, from from five a few years ago, I, I only have three cats, and Magic the Cat, Queen of the Universe—that's her full title—and she would prefer that you use it. Um, has actually co-written a number of my books with me, especially some of the earlier ones, like the Everyday Witch A to Z book. You can actually see she's she's got her own little bits and pieces, magic, you know, advice kind of things, and she's <laughs> she's still bossing me around. You know, she she really is the you know the, the boss queen. of me. Um, but yeah, so we've got lots of, lots of fun cats in the deck and sort of classic fairy tale images, but also, you know, more updated things like, you know, Elizabeth wrote an email to me at one point and said, you know, would you mind if I put striped stockings on some of the witches, you know, sort of a la the Wizard of Oz. And I said, no, that's great. Go for it. And and so yeah, we came up with this deck, and it, you know, so far it has been very well received. It just came out the very end of December, and uh, it's it's really cool because it comes in this great decorative box that's got like a magnetic clasp on it, Ooh. and the book that comes with it is actually in full color. It was the first one Lou Ellen ever did with a book that has everything in color. You know, usually the deck itself is color and the book is black and white, and people really love that. And then, you know, you've got the deck, too, and it's, yeah, it's it's really, I don't know, I, I admit I'm a tiny bit prejudiced, but I'm very pleased with the way it turned out. How long would it take uh, someone who's never used a tarot deck before to learn how to do tarot card readings using your deck? Um, Ten minutes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I did when I wrote the book was I I put some very simple instructions for those who had not had any experience with it. And then, of course, there's some more complicated things for people who have had more experience. But I, I started with the very basics, you know, three-card layouts, you know, how to do it, answered a bunch of simple questions like, um, you know, what happens if you get a scary card or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I I tried to make it, you know, accessibility is, is one of my big things. It's like Lou Ellen loves me, and as we said, you know, everybody does. Sure. But, you know, it's it's also the reason why my readers come back for hopefully every book is that I, you know, I don't talk down to people, and I try and make it so that it's not boring for folks who have been doing it for years, because there are plenty of people who read my books who've been practicing for a long time. But I also want it to be comfortable. And, you know, what what people say is it's like sitting down at the kitchen table with your friendly neighborhood high priestess over a cup of tea and just asking basic questions and getting basic answers. And that's pretty much me, your neighborhood high priestess. So I guess I can call you the love witch. 
You can call me anything you want, baby. Oh, hey, you and me and the big bazoo. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I really, um, for for me, spirituality, you know, religion, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, should be something that is available to everybody. Yeah. You know, no matter what their level of learning, no matter how much time and energy they have to commit to it, no matter where they're coming from in their previous life. I mean, I, I know plenty of people who are, you know, have sort of a foot in both camps, as it were, you know, that they still have their Christian or Jewish beliefs, but they also want to be more involved with this nature-based religion. And, you know, I, I don't think there's any wrong way to do it as as long as you're not hurting anybody or hurting yourself. That's, you know, and it harm none, do as you will is the number one sort of, you know, the Wiccan rule, the Wiccan read. Um, and beyond that, you know, people say, well, is it wrong if I, you know, mix this and that? And I say, well, it, does it work for you? And if it does, go right ahead. Fascinating. Uh, based on your experience, when somebody comes to you for a tarot reading, are they mostly ladies or mostly men, or is it an even mix? Um, I'd say probably mostly ladies, although I have had you know plenty of guys do it. Although I will say most of the guys, when they first come to me, they have been brought kicking and screaming by their ladies who said, no, really, she will give you answers, and they all go, once they've come once, they often then come back on their own. I mean, I, it, some of it depends. I live in a very rural area in upstate New York, so you know, you, I'm more likely to get women who are interested, although if you go closer to, like, Binghamton is one of the nearer large cities, mm-hmm. and when I go to, you know, rituals and get-togethers there, it's about 50-50. So some of it depends on where you are, and, you know, I know plenty of, of male witches who are authors, so, you know, obviously they're out there. Sure. But the tarot readings, in at least in my personal experience, more likely to be women. Maybe it's that whole willing to ask directions kind of thing. Yeah, I, 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 I can. <laughs> you know, men men don't want to say I don't know the answers. W- women are much more likely, I think. In and just a very wide generalization. Please do not email me about this. What you said, but you know, I I think women are sometimes more open to asking for help than. You know, some men, not all yeah, men. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And we've got to go for our final break, but I'd just like to say one thing. That's why men invented the GPS system for cars. <laughs> Explanation. So they didn't have to ask. <laughs> or they didn't have to be nagged for not knowing. Explanation, I guess this hour is Deborah Blake. Her website, deborahblakeauthor.com. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Deborah about uh, a, a book she wrote entitled Veiled Menace. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Exonation, my guest this hour, the love witch herself, the lady who has broken so <laughs> many hearts while doing tarot card readings. She has created her own tarot deck, and there's a new one coming out on Valentine's Day called I Will Make Your Heart Whole Again. I'm oh, just... you just make this crap up. <laughs> People are going to go out looking for that, and they're like, wait, why isn't my heart whole again? What's, what did what's that deck do? Yeah, if I had any idea how to do that, I'd be a much wealthier witch. Let's put it that way. Well, hey, listen. You and I will talk off air one day. <laughs> My we guess... can compare heartbreaks. Uh, okay. Uh, I haven't had one. I'm happily married. We have six children, ten grandchildren. So Six children? Yep. Six. That beats my three cats, hands down. Yeah. Um, that That's, well... You know, all our children have left the nest, and uh, it is just yeah. Me. I I only have one, and and she's out in California uh, doing her thing, and and doing it well. Well, and well, she's also a witch, so there you go. Yeah, we just have uh, three little girls here now. Uh, 
that one is a Shih Tzu, another is a Lasso <laughs> Apsu, and the other is a, a Shipu. So, they're the... so there's a lot of Sus and Shoes and... Yeah. Basically, they're all smaller than my big cat, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? I feel very comfortable. I'm six foot five. I come in at 260 pounds. And I feel very comfortable walking around my neighborhood, walking these little dogs. Well, that's that's good. And, you know, I feel very comfortable being owned by cats because, you know, that is sort of in, intrinsic to my, my you know, main career. Between the, between the witchcraft and the writing, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there had to be some sort of cat supervising me somewhere. Speaking about writing, your latest book, Veiled Menace, tell us about that. Well, it came out on Tuesday, so it's brand spanking new. Um, yes, besides having the nonfiction books about witchcraft from Llewellyn, which I think I now have 10, and the 11th one will be out in the, the October. October 8th will be a year and a day of, of everyday witchcraft, which is sort of a 365-day book kind of thing. But I also write fiction books uh, through Berkeley, Penguin Berkeley, mm-hmm. um, which, shockingly enough, have witches in them. I don't know how that happened. It's a um, mystery. Just a wild coincidence. And yes, the Veiled Menace is the second book in the Veiled Magic series, which is about a, a witch cop um, in a world mostly like ours, maybe slightly a few years ahead, where witches have come out of the broom closet. They're actually mm-hmm. a a separate race entirely. There's, there's a few different races. No vampires, I promise. Um, and uh, this particular character, Donata, her skill is she's what they call a witness retrieval specialist, which basically means she talks to dead people, the dead victims of crimes. Could you imagine you know, if somebody was murdered and you could actually talk to the victim? That's what she does, except, of course, you know, she gets into all sorts of trouble because what fun would a novel be if there wasn't all sorts of trouble? Um, and I also have another series uh, based on the Baba Yagas, who are Russian fairy tale witches, except, of course, I've updated them so they're sort of cool and kick-ass. And the first book in that series was uh, Wickedly Dangerous, and there's three of those now and a couple of spin-offs. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a busy little witch. And all that stuff is, you know, on my website, which, you know, thank you very much for telling everybody where it is. So they, if, if people who are curious about my nonfiction get even more curious about the fiction, they can go, you know, find out about it or, you know, look on Amazon. And once again, explanation, uh, the website is www.debrablakeauthor.com. What is the hardest part about it being an author in today's social media savvy tech world? Oh. Well, for one thing, you spend more time promoting your books than you do writing them. It's, it's a, an unfortunate reality. When I started writing, as many authors did, I had this delusion that I would get to sit in a corner and write, and that was what I would have to do, and I wouldn't have to talk to people. Um, and it turns out that, no, you really have to be out there connecting with your readers on, you know, Facebook and Twitter, both of those places, Um, and, you know, have a blog where you put up blog posts. Most of mine have cute pictures of my cats, but I also do lots of giveaways and, and, you know, talk about my garden and whatever else is going on and the books. Um, But, yeah, there is – it's very time-consuming, you know, and because I want to be accessible to my readers, I answer – Every message I get, you know, if somebody sends me a message on Facebook or wherever, mm-hmm. you know, I always try and take the time to do that. But all of those moments, I, you know, I have a real job, too, sort of, sort of a real job. I work with a bunch of artists, so it's semi-real. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is like herding cats. I do it at home. I do it professionally. It's, you know, and, and none of them listen to me. Cats, artists, none of them. Um, but but yeah, it is. It's very time consuming, and it's hard to make sure that you set yourself yeah. enough space to actually get the writing done. On the other hand, it's also a positive in that I can connect with my readers. And you know, on on Tuesday when I had the new book come out, I was on Facebook all day, you know, giving away things and you know, saying hi to people and reminding them to review the book and you know things like that. And you know, it it is an opportunity 
as well as an obligation. So it's it's kind of cool. Where do you see uh, where do you see yourself next? What do you what are you going to be doing next? Well, I'm working on the third book in the Veiled Magic series, and I'm working on another book for Llewellyn, uh, which is the book of cat magic. I don't know why they thought of me and asked me to do that one. Uh, how silly. Um, and and then, believe it or not, I am segueing into romantic comedy. <laughs> I, um, I actually really like writing humorous romance because I think a sense of humor, especially in today's world, is, is sort of sanity-saving. Oh, my gosh, um, yes. The yeah. sa- a sense of humor is, is the saving grace of society. It, it really is. You know, you can either laugh or you can cry, and, and I mostly try and, and laugh. So so I'm, I'm hoping to do a little bit of that, too. I probably will be writing another book in the, the Baba Yaga series. I, I don't know. We'll have to see what Berkeley says about that. And, you know, mostly just sort of hopefully entertaining people and educating people and being generally uh, amusing and adorable. You know, the usual. Do you do your tarot readings online for people? I I haven't. I mostly do them, you know, in person for people in town. I've had some people ask for long-distance ones. You know, I've done a few phone readings, and they've worked, which sort of shocked me. And I've thought about doing the Skype kind of thing, except Skype is so unreliable. I'd hate to be in the middle of a reading and then have it do its little, whoops, never mind. <laughs> um, and, of course, you know, there's the time issue. Mm-hmm. You know, day day job, you know, writing is pretty much full-time. I also make jewelry, which I sell at the shop that I run. And, you know, I have to feed the cats, tend to the cats' every needs. You know, and I, I have a 130-year-old farmhouse, which I'm always having to you know, shore up in one place or another. So I don't do the tarot readings as much as I did, but it is, you know, it's it's a gift that I was given. So, you know, if, if people really need me, I try and, and be there and do it. Has there ever been a time when you've done a tarot card reading that you've done your card spread and you look at it and you say, oh my God, I can't tell the person this. Um, I've only really had one reading that had horrible news and you know i'm also a a psychic it sort of Mm -hmm. comes with the territory and i was pretty sure she already knew and and in fact when i said somebody close to you is going to die she said yeah i I thought so i had a feeling my father was ill whatever it was um you know i have had a few times where i've had things there was one instance where i was pretty sure there was a woman who was being abused and i couldn't come right out and say that that was what the card said right but i you know i said to her you you the cards are saying you need to get out of this relationship and and i did in fact have to tell her that the cards were pretty clear that something horrible was going to happen if she didn't get out and i don't you know she didn't come back i have no idea if she took my advice or not you can't you can't make people do things it doesn't thankfully happen very often and and i wouldn't not tell them because what i believe is that if people come to me for a reading it's because they're ready to hear whatever it is i have to say that you know if the universe has sent them to me it's because they're finally in that place where they're ready to accept whatever it is they're being told i've never had anybody say Oh my God! I can't believe that this is coming out of you know, left field. What I get ninety percent of the time, maybe ninety-five percent of the time, is I was pretty sure about that before I got here, or I had a feeling, or I was worried about that, or I, or you know, I've, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about that. And the tarot reading reinforces for them what they knew already, whether they knew it on a conscious level or an unconscious level. It doesn't give them information they didn't know. It gives them, you know, sort of... Validation. Uh, val- yes, exactly. Validation of the fact that they they knew that they needed to make this different choice, or they knew that the path they were on wasn't working for them, or they knew that the job they really wanted to accept but were mm-hmm. sort of afraid to do it was the right one. It's, I mean, it's really a wonderful blessing to be able to see people time after time after time say oh this is great this tells me that what i thought i knew i really did know 
Deborah, I hate to do this, but we're out of time for tonight. We'd love to have you back on in the future. Thank you very much for joining us. Continued success. My love to your cats. And And, and my love to your gang as well, the little ones. You take care of yourself. Great talking to you. And uh, like I said, we look forward to the next time you join us back here in the X-Zone. X-Zone Nation, Deborah uh, Blake has been my guest. DebraBlakeAuthor.com. And I'd like to thank the people for Llewellyn for helping make this interview possible. We'll be back on the other side. Don't go away.